Americans are coming off a cash high. Through the pandemic, they were receiving stimulus money and socking it away. But times are changing. I'm Sharla Jessup, and today my guest and longtime colleague, James Derrick, will discuss how Americans are really doing. Welcome to the SFS Power Up Wealth Podcast, where we provide impactful insight and expert opinions on timeless financial principles and timely investment topics, preparing you to make smarter decisions with your money. James, thanks for joining me today. Happy to be here. James is our Chief Investment Strategist at Smedley Financial Services, and he holds a Chartered Financial Analyst designation. James, you have done a lot of research on the state of Americans. What did you find interesting? Well, what surprised me was how much money is actually left from all that stimulus money of 2020 and 2021. Prior to the pandemic, uh, Americans in aggregate I mean, some people had zero in savings, right? But in aggregate, had about $1 trillion in savings. And the the economy was about $21 trillion uh, each year. So that means that Americans are making about $21 trillion a year uh, back then. And they had about $1 trillion in savings. During the pandemic, the savings rate, the amount that people were saving, jumped as high as 30%. And so coming into 2022, Americans had over $5 trillion in savings, uh, which is which is just a massive, massive amount. And most of it is still there in savings. That's amazing. That number is amazing when you think about that much money being sitting in cash in different places and people's savings accounts, money markets, wherever they were hanging on to it. That's a large portion. I think more than I remember ever having heard in cash before. Oh, yeah. They're they're very large numbers. I mean, th- this country's never had so much stimulus and they've never had so much in savings either. And it really sets up the situation we are in right now with uh, a quite a bit of spending and inflation. So what's happening to all of this cash that people, I mean, we've built up this big reserve, those who hadn't already spent it. What's happening to that cash now? Well, it's coming down, uh, as you would expect. People are really tapping into it because of inflation. And so, I mean, we remember about a year ago, used cars prices were up about, if I remember right, about 46% in one year, which is just unbelievable. And you think, well, who would buy cars at that price? Who would? But actually, a lot of people, which is exactly why they, they went up that high and they stayed that high. And it wasn't just used cars, all kinds of things were up. And because of all this excess savings, people didn't care enough to, to say no. So they continued to spend. And, and the inflation numbers are really fascinating uh, right now. Used cars have actually started coming down in value. Um, they, we probably will never see them come down as low as they were two years ago. They have come down over in the last month. In the last year, they're still up about 2%. Uh, but they are coming down. The highest uh, level of inflation right now is airfare, up 43% in the last 12 months. Makes you wonder how people can afford to travel. Yes. Well, it's the excess savings. People are excited to spend on airfare, even though they know it's expensive. Energy is still expensive. Gasoline, everybody listening to this knows that. And food, food at restaurants is just unbelievable to me. We, We talked about it I think just last month in the podcast and 
still really high food at restaurants, food at home. It's all really high. And uh, obviously it would be great if it came down, but it's probably not going to come down as long as people are spending. You know, I think we've watched over the years things increase in price, especially when you're talking about eating out and the cost of eating out. I remember when you could get four tacos for a dollar. <laughs> I don't think you can get a taco for a dollar no, now. Feel, I feel like my parents, I'm like, you know how much this used to cost? <laughs> now we all feel that way. But we really, even though inflation has been creeping up over time, we've really noticed it. It's really hit the pockets of Americans in the last couple of years. And even more recently in the last nine months, I would oh, yeah. say. Yeah. So that the, the excess savings is coming down. There's probably enough of it, though, at, at the current rate that I'm seeing it come down. I mean, it's going to last for several more months, maybe three to six more months of excess savings. I realize that we're talking about an aggregate here. So some people don't have savings or if they had it, they have spent it. Um, but in aggregate, Americans still have some and, and they probably are not going to run out of the excess uh, for several more months, which means that uh, inflation will probably continue to be a little sticky, a little high uh, for quite some time. And, uh, you know, and the Federal Reserve will be watching that. And it means that they're going to continue to try to bring down that inflation. You know, as they try to bring down inflation, it almost has a triple trickle down effect because inflation is is going up. That's costing companies, you know, com- even companies, individuals have issues with inflation, but so do businesses have issues with inflation as well. Unlike the airlines who seem to be making a lot off of inflation, not all companies are. What's going to happen with unemployment? Right now we have inflation, but we have very low unemployment. So most people are able to manage what's going on, even with inflation in their day-to-day spending. What could happen if we see unemployment change? Uh, that's a great question. What I see happening right now is sort of a the, the haves and the have-nots. We see it with the consumers and we see it with companies in the economy. You know, certain certain industries, certain companies are positioned just right. And they're doing I mean, they've never done better. They're like, what what recession? Why is everybody talking about recession? And then there are others uh, that have already started laying people off. We see it in a lot of the large technology companies. Um, It seems like there's a headline every single week. And, and so we're just beginning to see uh, the tide turn, as you mentioned, and it will trickle down when consumers begin to run out of that excess savings and, and spending begins to come down. Then I suspect that there's a very real possibility that employment will begin to rise. And if it does, then we, what we might see is a change in the housing market. Um, let me dive into that for, for a moment. What I, what I see, this is a little anecdotal, but what I see in my neighborhood is that there are houses for sale that have been for sale for a while and haven't moved in the market yet. And uh, that alone is, is unusual. We haven't seen that for maybe a decade. Uh, but the prices are still high and nobody needs to sell. So they're just waiting. And, and I imagine this is happening all over the country. As the dominoes begin to, to fall, it's possible that unemployment begins to rise. If unemployment begins to rise, it's possible that some people become forced sellers. You know, they, they need to sell their homes, uh, even if they're not getting top dollar for it, even if they're not getting what they think it should be worth. And so at that point, then we begin to see uh, prices really change. And perhaps the momentum would build in a negative way. Now, time will only tell if if that is what is going to happen. Obviously, we have high interest rates on mortgages. And so there there's already a headwind out there. And so I don't want to be all doomsday and 
and depressed about uh, the outlook. But I, th- I think there's enough things to be concerned about that watching this excess savings come down is going to be sort of the, the pivotal element uh, for where this economy goes. Like, can inflation come down before consumer spending drops or are they one in the same? If they're one in the same, you know, then, you know, we're headed for a recession. And the sooner people realize it, I think the better, because uh, you can hold on to some of your excess savings. Build it up for rainy day rather than finding a way to spend it. Find a way to make sure you hang on to it. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be prepared and don't don't assume, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people are probably working in these industries that are doing just fine. Just be aware that, you know, it might change. And so if you've got excess savings, you know, hang on to as much as you can. Because uh, times may not always be as good as they are right now. Difficult, difficult to address and difficult to think about. And we're coming up on the end of 2022, but we're not coming up on the end of inflation as we've been seeing it over the last year. What do you think lies ahead? Well, it's obviously coming down, but it's coming down very slowly. I mean, the investors in the stock market got very excited when it moved to 7.7% because they thought it was going to be 7.9. I mean, can you imagine a year ago getting excited about 7.7% inflation? I mean, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's it's definitely high. It's uh, kind of stuck at, at a high level. It really needs to come down. It would be the best thing that could happen would be for it to come down quickly. Even though the Fed has signaled that they're not going to raise rates at such an aggressive rate as they had, because inflation came in a little bit lower than expected, they're still going to be raising rates. Yeah. I mean, I have to applaud the attitude of of the Fed here. I mean, I, I often will criticize them. You know, they they did too much in one direction and then they're going to do too much in the other direction. And I think that this idea of, hey, we're, we've been really aggressive and we don't need to be quite so aggressive going forward. We're going to slow it down just a little bit because in their in their words, they do not want to raise interest rates so fast that they end up just lowering them again because we have some massive recession on our hands, you know, 12 months from now. So they're going to slow down a bit, but they are going to continue to, to hike interest rates. Uh, the Right now, the thought is, is that they will raise rates by half a percent in December. Uh, and then, and I'm not sure this is priced into uh, the market yet, but then maybe even a half a percent again in February is a possibility, if not, a, you know, a quarter of 1%. They'll keep going uh, up and, uh, it, you know, it's going to have an impact. It's going to have a big impact on the the economy, but I don't want to be uh, too negative about it. I mean, I've been around as an investor long enough to see these cycles several times. And, you know, the economy goes down, then it comes up, you know, then it goes down and then it comes up. And this is just normal. Every Every time is a little bit different. Uh, but the fact that there is a cycle is very normal. So knowing that, what do you think the one thing that our listeners should know about inflation and maybe what they should consider with their excess savings if they have some? Yeah, we just hold on to uh, whatever you can. If there are ways you can uh, change your spending habits so that you can hold on to a little bit extra, you won't regret it. If the economy is fine six, 12 months from now, you're not going to regret saving a little bit extra. And, and, uh, so, so that's probably the, the best advice. And then the other thing is just with your investment accounts, like don't panic. You hear it all the time from us, but you know, th- there'll be moments when you're excited about how 
well it's doing and moments when you're worried about how poorly it's doing and it's just completely normal. And, but over the long run, you know, you really need to believe in America and believe in uh, the opportunities that are coming because uh, it's the optimists that tend to make more money. Great advice. James, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for joining the SFS Power Up Wealth Podcast. Smithley Financial is located at 102 South, 200 East, Suite 100 in Salt Lake City, Utah, 84010. Call us today at 800-748-4788. You can also find us on the web at smedleyfinancial.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The views expressed are Smedley Financials and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member Finra, Sipsy, Roger M. Spenley, Charlotte J. Jessup, James R. Derrick, Shane P. Thomas, Michael B. Ani, Jordan R. Hatfield, Lorraine B. Taylor, Registered Representative. Investment Advisor Representatives of Smelly Financial, Inc., Advisory Services offered through Smelly Financial Services, Inc., Smelly Financial Services, Inc., and Securities America are separate entities. Music